This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by InterVarsity Press, whose vision is to catalyze redemption, restoration, and revival in our divided and broken world. Follow IVP on Twitter at IV Press and visit IVP's website at www.ivpress.com. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Truth's Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm Kemeny. I'm Michelle. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, sisters. How y'all doing? Well, well. Come on now. We're trying. I mean, We're you know, trying. I, I'm trying to stay okay. <laughs> That was a really, that was like a season one well. We ain't yeah. have one in a minute. Go us. That's right. You know, sometimes it's the tension and the pain that just press the praise out of you. You know? Mm, yes, yes. Talk about it now. The pressure cooker praise. Yes. yes. <laughs> What's I going mean, on with y'all? You know, I mean, I mean, I just that just made me think. How can you? How can you sing a well in a strange land? You know, um, mm-hmm. you did. You did. Um, <laughs> Very much. You did. You know. Yeah. I mean, we are still in a pandemic. I feel like I need to say that because people are not acting <laughs> as if we are. Um, uh. And we have sadly passed the one hundred and fifty thousand um, death mark in this country, and we just have so much going on, you know? And so I think I know, I know me, myself and I, I'm fighting for joy. I'm fighting for as much joy, even in the midst of all of this, um, chaos, um, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and death, right. And destruction and despair. I think those are not, I think those are apt descri- descriptions for what we're going through, um, right now. And so Jesus has been my all in all truly for real, for real. Um, so that's how I'm doing. Um, see how you doing, girl. Yeah, ditto to all those things. I mean, I I think, you know, just very recently I had like this mental like light bulb moment of like, you know what? I think in 2019 I had this sense of like when 2020 comes, it's gonna be better. 2019 is trash. Let's move to 2020. And now that I'm in 2020, I'm like, 2020, <laughs> you trashy too. Why are you trashy? <laughs> And then I, it just, I had this light bulb moment of like, you know what? This is what we have. This, this is the year I got. Right, right, right. <laughs> this is the, this is the mm-hmm. day I got new day, new mercies. This is it. So mm-hmm. what, what am I going to mm-hmm. what am I going to shake out of this foolishness that is going to be redemptive? Right. Um, and, and I mean, I just, I just had this light bulb moment because I was like, you know, 2021 is not guaranteed. So mm-hmm. at some point we're gonna have to we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work through this year and make yes. this year um you know give us what we need to get from it. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's right. That's so right. I'm like, come on, 2020, we we we're gonna turn it around. <laughs> hey, groundhog daily bread. Mm-hmm. Call things exactly. be not as though they were. We go. <laughs> we need, we need right. a shift. We need it. And I'm, I'm not in denial. No, I mean, it, right. it does. It does suck. I mean, it's it's terrible in many many ways. But yeah. I, um, but it is not, it, it's not so terrible that um, we can't get beauty for ashes. And I am expecting 
Mm. I'm expecting something to be worked out of this for our good. Something. So I got I got hands open and expectation, and I'm trying to trying to live like that. At least for this week, we'll check in with me next week. <laughs> but this is where I am on this week. Okay, it ebbs and flows. That's right. That's it does. Flows. There you <laughs> go. It certainly does. It certainly does. Yeah, I think um, that's yeah. Talking about just beauty for ashes and redemption and just um. You know, uh, goodness, just just holding on, you know, to the good, even in the midst of real suffering and sorrow, right? Um, mm-hmm. There's just so much. I don't want to go through the litany of just just of just the the chaos. Honestly, it's just because it can be very depressing. And I think, um, but mm-hmm. I, I think it does kind of speak to really the topic that's on the table, um, which is uh, we the roses. You know, so talking about. Uh, you know, in 2020, there's been quite a a lot of death, right? There's been a lot of death. Um, our, our elders are flying away. Um, with the, you know, we've seen uh, Reverend C.T. Vivian um, has gone on to glory. Uh, uh, Congressman John Lewis, you know, has has gone on to glory, and then just others. You know, Mother Tony, we lost her. Um, Last year, she's gone on to glory as well. That was August 5th of 2019. Michelle, am I correct? Because Michelle, she's our Black History uh, <laughs> calendar. She'd be known. I'd be like, oh that's, the, oh, that's the anniversary today? Okay. I think it is August 5th, though, right? I think Michelle? so, yeah. I believe so. So that's coming up. And so by the time y'all hear this episode, um, uh, it, it will actually will be going in um, to the one-year anniversary of Mother Toni Morrison's uh, passing. And so we just thought it would be apt uh, and important for us to talk about what it means to 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 memorialize those who have gone on, but also to give people their roses while they yet live. And even the tension, right, of what it means to receive roses. So I just want us to mm. talk about that um, mm. at the mm. table, y'all. Um, I, I think today technically is the day that um, we, uh, we witness uh, uh, Congressman mm. John Lewis's homegoing and yeah. uh, and it's yeah. CT Vivian's birthday. Oh, it's today. his birthday today. You see, mm-hmm. Michelle is the Black History. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Thank you, yeah. Black Britannica. Not, not Wikipedia, <laughs> not Wikipedia, because your resources are checked. <laughs> hey, hey, there you hey, go. Hey. Come on, come on, Black Britannica. So, Michelle, <laughs> why don't you start us off? Talk to us just about just when you hear "We the Roses," what kind? And you mm-hmm. think about Reverend C.T. Vivian and um, um, Congressman John Lewis, uh, Tony Morrison, all of these um, um, great saints um, who have gone on. What, what are you? What are your thoughts? Um, even as someone who's met some of these people, what, I mean, talk to us, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I, I was thinking a lot over the past couple of weeks about um, one of the mothers of the civil rights movement, who I've never had the pleasure of meeting, uh, but she was with us for yes. about 91 years. Her name is Mother Emma Sanders. Mm. Um, and uh, Emma Sanders uh, passed on to be in the bosom of the mm-hmm. Lord uh, mm-hmm. on June 24th. This year, yeah, she died in yes. Brandon, Mississippi. She was uh, 91, and the way that she got into the movement was—it's uh, it's such an incredible story of her going to look around for um, a young family member of hers that uh, she was bringing refreshments to. Mm. And I, I think often about 
so many of the, so, I, so I'm an event designer and I like to do worship leadership yes, you and, are. you know, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, you have such a visionary and teaching spirit. I'm like, but also can everybody do this logistical thing correctly too? So <laughs> I, <laughs> I think there's an Emma Sanders spirit mm-hmm. in a lot of us that uh, gives us purpose in the kitchen. You know, it gives us, uh, it gives us joy in uh, folding those drop biscuits together and, mm. and making sure that our loved ones are Come safe on. and, and they're fed. And mm-hmm. what happens in our mm-hmm. houses, especially in the church house, what happens in the sanctuary is no less important than what happens on the streets. And mm-hmm. I love that Mother Emma proved that by not only making sure she fed every single person who came to Mississippi for freedom summers uh, in the century era. But she was also one of the earliest delegates to go and challenge, you know, the famous Atlantic City delegation where Fannie Lou Hamer said, we were supposed to have dozens and dozens of seats for Black people. And Emma Sanders was one of those people who she was considered more, you know, a little older at mm-hmm. that time, she and Mother Fannie Lou were, they weren't like the young Nacho Mama's movement t-shirt wearing. No, no, these folks had stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they and they loved the young people they were yeah. with. And they cared for the young people they were with. And that love and that care came from them being at the feet of the Lord. It came from them sitting up under um, the instruction of Jesus. It came from them being Martha's who became Mary's um, and who led the revolution in so many ways. And so when I think about those folks, I think about how um, people say gone, but not forgotten. Um, But I begin to really lean into the phrase of being a true descendant of my people's demands. Um, So I started preaching. I started really taking it to heart that I believe that part of my own succession, uh, my lineage, uh, is the demands of my people. And so um, as I was reminded that Mother Emma matters, Emma Sanders matters, um, even though she did not become um, a true delegate of the Democratic Party and she did not go on to do some of the quote unquote greater things and truly greater things that C.T. Vivian, the Reverend and Rep. John Lewis did, um, Emma Sanders matters, and and I'm pleased to be able to lift her up, and and also I think all of us should should be humbled that she did such amazing work. It was so good that it impacted people she touched, and just like the Holy Spirit, it did not require them to remember her name. Mm. Um, so that's that's Holy Spirit work to me, and that. That is the mother um, that whose demands I think I'm the daughter of. So being a rose for Emma means that I, I am the daughter of of her life's demands. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah, I think um, I'm actually really so glad that you um, brought up uh, Mother Emma Sanders uh, because I had not heard about her until um, Faith for Justice posted about her and just talked about how she's been omitted, you know, between mm-hmm. uh, actually because she passed away before mm-hmm. uh, Reverend T.T. Vivian and um, Congressman John Lewis. Um, and it just kind of reminded me of the ways that uh, uh, Black women are are erased uh, from uh, from the movement. And I think that it's a caution for us to 
not perpetuate that um, that practice. Uh, there was this woman on Twitter. Her name is um, Carmen Rosado, and she tweeted out like, because you know people were saying, you know, with um, you know CT Vivian's passing and Rep John Lewis's passing, it's it's the end of an era, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which which is you know which is true to some degree, it's a big but deal. yeah, it's yeah. a big deal, you know. So we don't want to mitigate mitigate that at all because you know that that is true to some degree. But she was lifting up the women. Right um, uh, of the um, of the movement who are still here now um, mm-hmm. in the land of the living with us. So she lifted up um, uh, Diane Nash and and Bernice Johnson uh, Reagan and Judy Richardson and Dory Ladner, and she lifted up Gloria Richardson. Right, she's ninety eight years old now. She's the woman member yeah. that was pushing away. Right. Um, oh yes, that, oh, we the, love Gloria. We love Gloria. Right. Sure. Um, she's known as the Lady General of the Civil Rights um, mm-hmm. movement and the Ruby Bridges. Right who is 65. She was the first um, uh, uh, child to integrate schools. And she did that at uh, age six. Uh, And then Claudette Colvin, right? Who was actually Mm -hmm. the first uh, to give up her seat on a bus. And so I think we have to um, always be cognizant of that and make sure that we are, I think part of what it means to give people their roses while they yet live is to see them right and to see black women uh, who are often mm-hmm. overlooked or not um, as esteemed or uh, but because of society because of patriarchy because of misogynoir for so many reasons right um, due to socialization that we oftentimes overlook them and so um, so yeah I wanted to lift that up too just in that same vein um, since you brought up mother um, and Emma Sanders and um, Carmen Rosada actually said that a book for people to read to hear about the women that were pivotal in the movement is Hands on the Freedom Pl- on the Freedom Plow. Um, so it's a personal accounts by women in SNCC. So um, and that was an edited volume by with but self, several authors. So just want to lift that up, you know, to our listeners to let y'all know that there there are still many that are still in the land of the living, and that's not to take away from these um, incredible, incredible saints that who have who have gone on to be um, with the Lord now. Um, so, see, I'm, I'm curious about what you think when when. We the Roses comes to mind for you. <laughs> what do I think? <laughs> yes, get, yes, get, get them their roses while they, they yet live so they can enjoy the fragrance that they give. Come on. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I really think about how, um, you know, there, there, there can be this culture of um, deifying our elders. Yes, yes. Um, and... And I think, you know, this is why it's so important, I think, to have balance, because I think, you know, scripture talks about giving honor where honor is due and uh, how we ought to esteem people. Um, but that, there's a distinction between that and I think deification, because I think there are times when that ends up happening, where we in, end up creating idols out of people's memories or mythologies out of them. Yes. Um, it can cause people to be, um, to hold back, I think, the roses that they ought to give now. Um, not wanting to to overdo it or to overstate it or to think that you can't give roses while also having a discerning critique of practices, right? So I think I think it's helpful for us to just acknowledge that you can honor the honor the elders, you can honor the contributions of 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 young people uh, here and now, and not necessarily have the same uh, philosophy or methodology that they have. Um, but you can, but you can still give thanks <laughs> for what they contribute, and I think this 
this sense of um, meeting perfect people that only perfect people can have honor, I think causes us to sin against people. Um, mm. People don't people don't have to be perfect for them to receive honor that they are due. Um, and so, and I think you can you can do that without deifying them, right? So that's what immediately comes to mind. And and just uh, also, I'm just thinking about just the Black Church uh, arm that I am a descendant of, in just the practice of honoring people from the pulpit. Um, yes. And the you know, I mean, there, when I visit my parents' church, until when my my late pastor um, passed away. And I and I'm a young I was a really a young person at that point. I mean, every time I came into town, uh, we were honored um, mm, from yeah. from the pulpit, um, yes. and that practice to me was not designed so that people could grandstand, um, but it was a way of of giving thanks to God for a particular gift, in, which is in a person. The gifts are in people, <laughs> um, and so 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 I think about that. I think about that particular practice, that tradition. Um, and, and just the importance of it. And then the, the, the literal physical, the giving of roses, the giving of flowers, the giving mm-hmm. of gifts, um, the, giving of, the giving of tokens of appreciation, statements of appreciation, that these things need to be public, they need to be conspicuous, they need to be frequent, that it needs to be a part of our culture, um, that mm-hmm. we need to embrace it. And I, and I think there are such big consequences uh, uh, cross-generationally when we do not do this practice, I think there are huge consequences for us mm. um, when we we rob people what is and I, and I think that respect is something that is due based on tied to just intrinsic human dignity. Mm-hmm. When we rob people of that, when we deny them of that, um, we we insult the gifts that are in them. And in some ways we insult, you know, the hand of God, what God has given in those people. So that is what comes to mind for me. Mm, no, that was um really, really rich. Like, yeah, you just you went there. <laughs> Talking about the respect and even just the um um the uh the the honor, uh um giving honor where honor is due. Uh um, you know, I, I it took me right back when you talked about just being honored from the pulpit. Uh, you know, me visiting my old church home um that I got saved in maybe about a year or so ago, and I remember like, oh, I remember that happening. Um, for me from the, and I hadn't been there in years, you know? And so, um, and it's just like, oh, well, I just, it, it feels good, uh, you know, to be appreciated, right? Uh, to be acknowledged and, you know, you don't go into the place expecting it, but it's like, oh, wow, y'all, you know, it's, it's been a long time. You remember me, you know? Um, and uh, it kind of, it, it's reminiscent of Paul's letters. Like, you know, I, I, I pray for you all the time. I remember you in my prayers, right? Um, there's just this fondness, there's this kinship, this recognition of um, even the covenantal bond, right, um, that we have uh, or that we ought to have uh, as saints uh, within the household uh, of faith. And so, yeah, that's really that's a really, really rich um, insight that you're uh, bringing out, C. So, well, we are going to talk more about what it means to be the roses uh, when we come back from this commercial break. So stay tuned. Hey, y'all. 
Sakemini here. You all know here at Truth Table, we absolutely love the church, which is why we are just so honored to introduce to you a new book entitled The Beautiful Community, Unity, Diversity, and the Church at Its Best by Reverend Erwin L. Ince Jr. The church is at its best when it pursues the biblical value of unity and diversity. In the new book, The Beautiful Community, pastor and theologian Erwin Ince shows us how to cultivate spiritual practices that reflect the beautiful community of our triune God. He unpacks the reasons for our divisions within culture and within the church while gently guiding us toward our true hope for wholeness and reconciliation, which is Jesus Christ. Now, Truth Table listeners can save 40% off of The Beautiful Community when you order at ivypress.com using promo code TRUTH20. The offer expires on September 30th, 2020, so jump on it, y'all. That's promo code TRUTH20 at ivypress.com for 40% off of the book, The Beautiful Community, Unity, Diversity, and the Church at Its Best by Reverend Erwin L. Ince Jr. And we are back for uh, Congressman John Lewis's uh, homegoing. A lot of people, which first of all, can I just say it was just, it was so peak. It was just like the peak of blackness. I mean, you had the whinings. They created a whole song for him. A, 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 a custom <laughs> song. An original, an original song. Come on. An original song. Wow. Jennifer Holliday's uh, 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 saying, Gosh. take my hand, precious Lord. I mean, this is peak blackness. Like, you don't get blacker than that. I was like, yes. Yes. This is appropriate. We're here for it. We're here for it. We're here for it. <laughs> Pastor Marvin had just finished those lyrics on his cool. little notes app. Cool. You know, he was putting his glasses on and off. <laughs> still, still on key. Still hitting that pitch. I was like, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. We're here. I was like, come on. Like, this is it. just the peak of blackness. I just, yes. It was so appropriate. And it was just, it was just really beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. Like, oh, I had so many like favorite moments of the um, home going. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking about, as I'm thinking about, you know, We the Roses and, and what it means, I, there was a, a, a common theme in, the, uh, there were uh, several, but a common theme from the home going was if y'all really want, you know, to honor um, the memory and the legacy, you know, uh, um, Congressman John Lewis, then you will go vote. Like that's yeah, how you yeah. honor him. Um, and I'm just talking, I'm thinking about how important it is that if we, if we say that we the roses, right. And we're, we're wanting to honor people while they are either yet still here, hope ideally, we hope ideally we're doing that. Um, but even um, if we miss the boat on that and we want to honor them in death, it's really, I think it's incumbent upon us uh, to understand the breadth and the depth of that individual's legacy and what they stood for and what they cared about uh, and to be about what they cared about, or at least to lift up um, and highlight uh, uh, what their life's work. Um, and so I, I also think about, um, I don't want us to forget about um, uh, Congressman uh, Elijah Cummings um, passed right. in 20, I think it was 2019, right? Mm-hmm. I think it was toward the end of 2019. Um, and I, mm-hmm. his, his passing really stuck with me too, because I don't, I think it was, for me, it was sudden or like, I just, you know, yeah, it was, it was sudden. I didn't hear any sort of, you know, um, ailments or sickness or anything like that. Not that we need to hear that in order, you know, in order, you can't ever really prepare, um, for the passing of someone. But, but I just remember just how, uh, he has such a, a 
huge presence, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, um, in his work as a political figure. And mm-hmm. I just remember this one quote that he said uh, in 2019 um, at, at a congressional hearing, of course, mm-hmm. with everything that concerns the occupant of the White House. Um, and one of the one of the favorite and most popular quotes, it's, it's one of my favorite quotes of his was, uh, when we are dancing with the angels, the question will be asked in 2019, what did we do to make sure we kept our democracy intact? Did we stand on the sidelines and say nothing? And so, um, end quote. And so that, obviously, that is a very prescient um, quote, a very mm-hmm. prescient question, uh, mm-hmm. considering where we are right now. And literally the occupant of the White House just uh, threw out into, mm-hmm. on Twitter the possibility of delaying the election, you know? And so, um, so that, that, that quote right there is actually very, very prophetic um, and very timely. And I think part of mm-hmm. what it means for us to, to be the roses is to actually um, lift up the words, right. Of those who have gone before and, and those who are even here that we admire and that we honor and that we care um, and to carry forward um, their work and their legacy. Obviously in this case, it would look like us, fighting to keep the uh, democracy intact um, by actually voting. Uh, God willing, we will be able to do that on November 3rd. Um, But yeah, you know, and via mail or in a hazmat suit at the polling place, we got to make it happen. I said a rhinestone covered hazmat. Right. Right. <laughs> be dazzled, be dazzled. Just, just be in the line. Okay. So, <laughs> be in the number, you know? Um, so I think about what does that mean to, to lift them up, to, to give them their roses while they yet live. And I think about another example is mother Toni Morrison, right? Um, which I just want to stay for the record that nothing's been the same since she left. Um, and, I flew away, as I like to say. Um, but she, you know, the the pieces I am, you know, I love that documentary. And that came out actually um, before she passed, actually. And so yeah. she was, if y'all haven't seen that documentary, you should watch it. I believe it's on Hulu, I believe. Um, Hulu, holler at us for ads. Um, so <laughs> that was not an ad, but <laughs> y'all should holler at us. All, but, right. Um, all, right. all right, Black capitalists, all right. Holler at us. No, but... <laughs> But but Tony, yeah, I think about Mother Tony and, and just how she was in that documentary, right? That that doc, there was no way that documentary was going to get made without her approval, um, without her being in it and just capturing um, the essence of who she is, about who she writes for, and why she writes um, uh, uh, for us, uh, meaning black people, black women. Um, I just that that documentary was so moving to me and so touching. I mean, I cried at so many different points, particularly when um, uh, Sonia Sanchez, you know, um, called Mother Tony a blessed one. It was just mm-hmm. it was just such a sweet, sweet moment. Um, and I, I, I and then, of course, she you know, she passed, I think, a couple a couple of weeks. I think I saw it toward the end of July. y'all. It might have been like one year to the date um, that I actually saw the movie and then she passed uh, or the documentary and then she passed the next week. And I just was like, wow, like, I'm just so glad that I could say that this is one woman who I believe really got the the praise, the roses, the accolades, you know, um, while she was yet in the in the land of the living. Uh, and so I, I just I just wanted to just talk about what it means to give people um yeah 
they're roses, you know, and, and to be able to have the wisdom to recognize that we ought to give people the roses. How do we even recognize that? Mm. You know, I, this is not directly your question, but I, but I do. And I think we should definitely unpack what you asked us. Yeah. But, as I, but as you were talking, yeah, I was thinking about um, the truth tables, truth table retreat that we did that centered around the, the life and work of Sojourner Truth in Battle Creek, Michigan. Yes. And who, yes. who really who really had a narrative of being de- at the, in the end being denied her roses? Yes. <laughs> and I and I thought about as you were talking about uh, Morrison, I I was thinking about truth and how um, mm-hmm. and how in so many ways um, she did not get her due. <laughs> she did not get um, what 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 was due to her, you know. And 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 thinking about so many others, really. Um, who, you know, I think about, you know, like a Maria Stewart or Mariah Stewart. Um, when I just think about women throughout history who have, have made history, who have um, endured so much, and then you hear these narratives about them dying alone or um, yes. being defrauded by the government and it never being made right. Um, and it, for me, it reminds me that ultimately, you know, um, our validation is going to have to come from something outside of our fellow uh, humans, <laughs> um, because you know if we're looking for that uh, to spur us on in our work, it oh, may yeah. never, ever, ever come. So I, that, anyway, that just came to mind as I was thinking about that contrast between those different women. Um, but but in in light of that, I think that should inspire us to let it not be said of us that we would have been the generation to deny. Uh, mm-hmm. Sojourner, Sojourner Truth, her due respect, that we would have been the people to deny Harriet Tubman her full regard and recognition. Why she's not on the $20 bill right now, I'm real bad about that. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that's that the, I think that the country, the country, the, the United States, particularly when I think about white people who, who claim a particular type of patriotism, oh, they owe Harriet Tubman space on whatever bill. <laughs> I mean, now. Oh, um, yeah. When you think about someone who uh, embodied this neighborly patriotism uh, for a country that had enslaved her, I mean, it it is it it is shocking to me um, the level of self sacrifice of of Tubman and and many others. Um, and so, I mean, I, I hope that people will even listen to this now and become inspired or or agitated or burdened. Or even shame, because I'm actually okay working in the context of shame <laughs> at times. Yes, um, yes. And, and, you know, in saying, like, let it not be said of this generation that we had an opportunity to honor a woman like Tubman, and we let it pass over. Mm. Um, we didn't stand up for it. We had an opportunity to honor those people who ran and ran for their lives through the Great Migration um, and who are truly due reparation, um, who are truly due uh, respect. Um, from their fellow citizens now, their descendants are due respect now. And we were the generation who simply denied them their roses. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that that, sh- I think that should burden us that when we have an opportunity to just honor people, um, we need, we need to do it. We don't know how long we have, we don't know how long they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, you know, just, you you want to live with you as best you can. You know we broken folks, but you want as best you can. You want to leave live with clean hands and a clean heart. And I don't know what it costs you to say I appreciate you. Um, thank you for your work. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you for the way that you wrote those words. Thank you for how you stood up 
for me or you stood up for this. Um, I don't know what it costs you, but pride to to honor people that need to be honored. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's a yeah. word. That is a word. Come on, mic drop. <laughs> when C <laughs> drops, somebody should just be like, stop. I'm just going to stop talking. I'm like, oh, yes, and I, I am done now. I'm done talking now. That's, that's all I have to say. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get no follow-up. I don't, I don't ever, y'all know I don't say one extra word. I don't need to stay. <laughs> we still out here trying to learn. But, you know, praise God. Praise God. Somebody got that gift. Amen. <laughs> What do you think? <laughs> what are your thoughts? How do we know when it's you know time to give folks their roses, or even just your own thoughts about not getting roses? And you know? <laughs> uh, I, I do think that there are particular unsung, you know, non-decorated heroes, uh, like mm. we were saying with Mother yeah. Emma, and, yeah. and how you see a lot of the uh, women in the movement who were. Um, confined to traditional, quote unquote, traditional roles, and then did what they knew they had to do. Um, but then uh, those who also continued in faithfulness and in the kind of labor um, that that made them more supposedly invisible. And and I think that those people are owed; um, they've earned their due, um, and we owe them. Uh, we owe them more than um, maybe than even. The air, the corrupt air we breathe <laughs> would allow us to think. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody on purpose ignored Coretta Scott King. Um, right. Well, some people right. on purpose ignore well, Coretta Scott King. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think in the past 10 years, especially since mm-hmm. the early 2000s, ain't nobody out here saying, well, we don't want to celebrate Coretta. Right. Um, and yet be- because she lived, that can't be why. We, we don't honor her as much as Martin. That can't be it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so give, watching Coretta receive her roses before she left us, that was always a beauty to me. Um, mm-hmm. It was always uh, an, an added pain uh, to, to think about what she carried, mm-hmm. um, to think about the people who really serve those life sentences. Um, Sarita Myers, who's the mother of Von Derrick Myers, who was murdered down mm-hmm. the street from my daddy's church in 2014. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, she often says, I'm carrying out a life sentence that my son's murderer uh, never has to worry about. Mm-hmm. And those people need more than flowers. They need a shelter mm-hmm. in the time of storm. Mm-hmm. And so what, yeah, yeah. what we need to be able to provide them is to be able to look them in the eye and tell them your humanity is precious. You do not have to try to grow a shell. Uh, your, your skin is not armor. And I do believe that the tenderness of gifts of affection can truly communicate that. Um, there's something to be said when we give roses for honor. And there's so much to be said for when we give flowers and honor to acknowledge people's grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it, it doesn't have to always be in a funeral type. Sometimes it has to be in remembrance, in the Lord bottling up our tears and calling them precious and saying, you don't have to have an end date for, for how long you cry. Um, yeah. you, have, you have to have a community that bottles up your tears the way that God does. 
Hmm. And so in some ways, us giving folks their roses is yes for the heroes, absolutely. Um, But also for those who would give anything to not be famous um, for their loss. So I I often think about those families, too. Yes, yes. Um, I think, um, you know, when I think about, um, you know, just the maybe knowing when to give roses or or maybe why we we think it's um it's so noteworthy. You know, we talked about how uh, um, Mother Coretta getting her roses. You know, before she passed, I think um I think it's noteworthy oftentimes, or 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 even for me, for Mother Tony seeing seeing that she got her roses right before she passes, just because it just it's rare. I mean, it, it's rare. We we do not human beings are just not good at. Um, giving honor, right? It's just not a, it's not a natural um, impulse uh, for us to do That's that. True. I think you have to be um, discipled yeah. into that. I think you have to be molded into that. Uh, I think in some ways you have to be socialized into yeah. that, um, which is, uh, which is to the credit, I'd say, um, of the black church in that way. Cause you know, honor, being able to honor, um, um, people is, is something that the black church does very well. Right. And some people say to a fall, cause sometimes you idolize the pastor too much. Okay. We, we that's, a, we can have that conversation, you know, <laughs> on another day. Um, but it's just not a natural, <laughs> you know, it's not, not today, not today y'all. Uh, but it's, it's, it's just not something that comes, uh, naturally, uh, to us. And I think, um, what also Christina, what you said about, us how we we might not get our roses on this side. I think I am trying to <laughs> make peace with the fact <laughs> that I may not and most likely will not get my roses um, on this side. Uh, and I think it's much more uh, advantageous or even wise for me to um, uh, 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 to to strive uh, to obtain the crown of life. And I'm not striving in my own strength because that the crown of life has been uh, gotten, I will say gotten for me, um, obtained for me by Jesus Christ. Right. So I'm living, so I'd much rather, and I'm trying to train, train my mind and my heart. I ain't there quite yet. (laughs) Train my mind and my heart to live in light um, to live a life that reflects the crown of life that has already been secured for me um, by Jesus Christ. That will not run out. That will not fade. Um, uh, uh, that won't slip through my fingertips, you know, because, um, you know, roses, they die. Eventually, the roses die. It's, it's nice to receive them, but eventually they die. And so I'd much rather work or, or, or work in light of uh, imperishable crown uh, that's secure uh, with my savior, and I have to tell myself that because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there, and I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not quite there yet. But I have to remember that, um, uh, and when I remember that, it helps me to, um, it helps to orient uh, what I do, the work that I do, the the things I say yes to, the things I say no to, um, uh, that will help to uh, reflect. Uh, that 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 crown of life is secure for me. That there is a crown of life with my name on it because Jesus put uh, my name on it uh, by His grace. And so, uh, so anyway, I, that's that's kind of what's been coming to mind for me when I'm thinking about the fact that we may not get our roses uh, 
on this side. So I thought it might be good for us to talk up, to give one name, okay? <laughs> one name of someone that we feel deserves their roses. Um, now, this person has to be in the land of the living, but <laughs> somebody, you don't have to go give a big speech, but, but somebody that we can, um, each of us individually, can give our roses to um, right now. I would say, um, and honor them. Maybe they might hear the podcast. They might not. But, um, but what does it mean for us to actually honor, uh, somebody while they yet live? Right. Uh, so who wants to, anybody want to go first? The problem is the number one, you know, so I was going to say three, but maybe, I mean, three might be a lot. So yeah, we do take too long. We take too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it's wise to say this is the beginning of a habit that we're modeling. Yes. So, yeah. so if you, if we say one now, it's not to say we're one and done. Cause I think that we need to pull this into, uh, you know, the you know how we communicate with each other exactly and so yes. i think we can take the opportunity uh to think about roses and you know is there anybody you know you want to shout out or give a rose to in future our future you know work together but um yeah cuz this is just the beginning i think we're just modeling what that looks like you know if you don't exactly. if you don't get if you don't get your uh, carnations this sunday then you just keep living and then you'll get it <laughs> You get it next Sunday or Sunday in a couple of years. <laughs> yes. yes. And that phrase makes so much more sense now that I'm getting older. I'm like, oh, yes, I understand. You, you just keep living, baby. <laughs> I understand. I understand. And I'm not even in a buy and buy yet. Uh, so, um, <laughs> okay. So, see, you want to start us off? Go ahead. See, I, I feel like you got a name. <laughs> oh, sure. Sure. I have a name. And, you know, I, I was thinking about... Uh, you know, in the vein of the type of work that I do, which is in, yes. you know, um, so social science research, higher ed. Um, and, you know, uh, so Dr. Corey Edwards um, oh, is, mm-hmm. you know, um, is, is a force in her own right, um, a strong believer, mm. um, strong academician yeah. and researcher. Um, her, you know, it's, there have been many times I'm in spaces with all kinds of, you know, with, with different uh, researchers. Um, and I don't hear her name as much as I think I should hear her name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and I, and I don't, and I've, I don't know her very well at all. Um, but I do respect her and I do admire her work. Um, I, I admire her testimony. Um, I admire that her faith, um, spills over into a kind of professional and academic excellence. Um, so, you know, everything we do, we do is unto the Lord. And that includes those of us who are, who find ourselves in higher yeah. ed spaces. Yeah. Um, it's a form of worship. Um, we don't worship our research. We don't worship our positions or our, <laughs> our teaching, but it is an expression of worship to do those things with excellence. And so Corey comes to mind for me, uh, one of her books, The Elusive Dream, The Power of Race and in Interracial Churches is, I think, uh, the signature work uh, on the topic of multi-ethnic churches. Okay. Um, and I mean, and I have proximity to people who have written all kinds of fabulous things on that topic. But um, she is the person who I would say I would credit with drilling down on the importance of equity uh, and power in mm-hmm. those spaces, which which is the issue mm-hmm. <laughs> in multicultural and interracial churches. And so, yeah, that's what comes to mind to me. I would give her flowers while she yet lives so mm. she can enjoy the fragrance that they give. And I just appreciate her. Um, as a role model and an example for so many other women and and people in general, but for other Black women um, who are who are scholars. So, 
Shout out to Dr. Edwards. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. How about you, Em? Who you got, girl? Well, you know, I cannot do just one. (laughs) (laughs) Rule breaker. Rule breaker. I'm just disrupting it. It's so deep. That's not right. But do it for love. Break them rules for love. You know what I'm saying? It's about honor where honor is due. Amen? Uh, I, I really... I have such a a high honor for uh, for women in uh, positions of influence mm-hmm. uh, who who are not um, who are not necessarily in positions of power, and uh-huh. um, and I just my heart goes to so many I could name, but as a group they deeply inspire me, and I carry them with me as they're uh, in the land of the living and I sit and have lunch and dinner with them as often yeah. as I can. Uh, but, but also they work and they strive and they practice the models of co-governance that, Oh, if only the actual mm. government <laughs> would yeah. practice co-governance the way that, um, uh, that these mighty movement women um, that they, that they practice. Uh, I think of, women who rise early to pray over people, to pray over the world. I think of uh, women who fold pita pockets together to hand out at the lunch line. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And I think of women who, if you sit down and you listen to them, uh, they will tell you the meaning of your life. Okay. Um, And they have Mm -hmm. never, they've never been in a situation where they Mm -hmm. find uh, the work is so boring. There's no camera crew here. There's no big protest here. You know, they are about liberation work and it, it comes out of them. Um, mm. Mother Bell Hooks, uh, who is one of those women, she's yes. gotten her roses, but but she has also done a lot of good humility in her life. Mm-hmm. She wrote a series on teaching. Um, and it's one of the best education series I've ever read. A teaching to train, mm-hmm. transgress. That's or- right. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. transcend mm-hmm. and a pedagogy Absolutely. of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she yeah. wrote Amen. that um, action is truly eventually, uh, so it so naturally comes from your inward power that you don't feel, you don't know how powerful you are. And when you are truly powerful, you don't care whether or not people tell you you are powerful you don't have well, to hear it well because you know and it. Mm-hmm. that's that's what these uh mighty women of of movement and mercy are for me these black women um mm-hmm. in st yeah. louis there's one mother mm-hmm. called mama cat her name's mm-hmm. kathy daniels and she came to ferguson every day for a hundred plus days and mm-hmm. brought cold water and cold salads and sandwiches when it was hot and she mm-hmm. brought hot food in in a catering truck she brought hot mm-hmm. meals every night yes, she did. to the streets of ferguson <laughs> uh and mama cat is uh mm-hmm. she has i don't i don't even know how to describe mm-hmm. her spirit mm-hmm. um but she's tenacious mm-hmm. and she is is peaceful and she mm-hmm. does not take crap mm-hmm. well thank um, you and mm. so I am grateful for her. And, and, and there's a long, long line of sisters who who I don't think would exist without her. And there's mm-hmm. a number of women who sit with her um, and they pray with her and they mourn with her and they think of all their children with her. Um, but I also see her joy. And this is my favorite thing about these mothers of the movement. I see their joy and their giddiness 
And in Mm -hmm. their eyes, I see them um, knowing that they too are little baby girls of God as Mm. well. And so they teach us the tenderness of being human um, and in their own strength and power to accomplish liberation work. They also remind us um, that it's really, really good to be young and happy and innocent. And just as much as Mama Cat's food, um, her joy and her delight in singing these spirituals uh, has brought just as much uh, joy into the movement um, as as our seriousness about achieving justice. Mm. So, mm. That's who I'm thinking of today. I'm on Mama Cat and Bell mm-hmm. Hooks. And I love Corey it. Edwards, I love it. Beautiful. I love I love black women that have their own like catering equipment in their kitchen. <laughs> and just like in their car. I'm like, oh, you know? <laughs> feed everybody. Today, you know, in an hour. Oh, I love it. I love it. Be, be you ready. I love it. Be, stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. Um, I think for me, uh, I know I was trying to pick one, but you know, um, you know, for me, initially, what came to mind is is two groups of people, or one group and then one person. Um, there's more, but the mothers of the movement. Um, so I'm thinking here about Sabrina Fulton, um, Samaria Rice, uh, Tamir Rice's mother. Uh, Sabrina Fulton would be um, Trayvon Martin's mother, um, and as I'm using them as representatives, right, of the the mothers who have lost um, their babies. Uh, to state-sanctioned violence um, at the hands of uh, the police. And, you know, after the hashtag fades, you know, the black box fades and people move on, um, you know, with their lives and um, they are still left uh, grieving for their babies. Uh, And that doesn't change. And that doesn't, um, it doesn't go away, Right. Uh, because their love for their child will never, ever die. Um, and so I I, I just want to lift them up, you know, give them their roses as they are um, still putting one foot in front of the other every day, um, knowing that their, their child is not here anymore um, and that a piece of them uh, is gone as well. And I, I just can't even imagine uh, that type of loss and, um, and, you know, and, and knowing that um, justice is not going to come on this side um, for them. So living with that tension. So I just I just believe that they are deserving of their roses, not just the two of them, but I, I'm using them as representatives, right, of, of the mothers of the movement, um, that they all um, should get their roses and that we, they are people that we ought to continually lift up. Um, and also remember uh, to pray for them uh, as well as they are all um, just um, very formidable women uh, that are deserving of of honor um, and of their roses. And um, the other person I want to lift up is uh, my sister, uh, Michelle Higgins, at this here table. Uh, she is one who, I love how I'm talking about her like she ain't here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I'm over here like, let me pull up this thread. Let me pull up this thread. Still alive now. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle. Daniel, grave now. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. You know I'd be circling though. Go ahead. Is deserving of her roses oh, here Jesus. in the land of the living. This is this woman has taken so 
many hits, so many sacrifices, it's has endured hits. hits on hits, has endured slander, has en- endured all manner of just abuse from people that should love her. Elders who should have always walked with her, but left her. Um, 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 yep. Thanks. And it's, it ain't right. And so I'd say Michelle is deserving of her roses. You deserve your roses, Michelle. You have sacrificed so much for the movement. Um, people don't, unless they know you, they don't know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, um, she puts her life on the line even now, is doing that even in the midst of a pandemic. Um, and being somebody who is even high risk, um, she deserves her roses. And I think it's important mm. for me, and I believe C also agrees um, yeah. that she deserves her roses. I think um, mm-hmm. there's ways in which um, she's even. I would say from the outside looking in, um, I think even overlooked <laughs> in some ways, even within the movement. I mean, I've seen people big up people that I know are her comrades or big up some random person. I'm like, that's the person you was seeing. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to even, I'm like, uh, hello, Michelle Higgins is right here. Really? That's the one that you looked to for spiritual guidance. Like she's right there, like in the streets with you. Like, you know, and so I just want to say mm. that I see you, that I acknowledge <laughs> your work, um, that I value your work and your love for our people. Um, and your um, you're just your, um, you, you, you just will not be moved. <laughs> you know, you will not be moved. You will not be deterred. Um, you, you've set your, your face like flint um, for, the, for the cause of justice and for righteousness uh, for our people because you believe that's what God has called you to do. Um, and you do that in a number of ways. It's not just through protests, you know, um, but uh, that's just one of the many ways, right, that, that, um, that God's calling um, is is expressed through you and in, in you. So I just want to give you your flowers and your particularly your roses right now here at this here table. So I love you and respect you and adore you. Thank you. We love you, Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can't get a show run. Ooh, Lord, you got me messed up out here. <laughs> I know, I know. You were Ooh. ready for that. You were ready for that. Book. You yeah, needed no, that. No, no, Michelle's the real deal. She, she <laughs> is the real deal. I, I won't even. I won't even go down the uh, 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 all the ways because I, I appreciate that. I do that. Well, no, I, I could, but I won't. And, and, and that's not. And that's primarily to protect. That's primarily to protect you because I recognize yes. that um, there is legitimate safety concerns, real yep. deal yep. issues. Um, yeah. But she's but she's the real deal. And I, when I think about this type of work, dismantling, mm. um, challenging, uh, in deeply embedded principalities yep. and wickedness and darkness. This is not. You know, I, I saw somebody on some people on Twitter recently over the last couple of weeks. Um, basically frustrated that people do like diversity and equity inclusion work get get paid a whole lot of money. Well, the truth is, most people who do this type of work do not get paid a whole lot of money, and most people Come who on. do act most people who do activism don't get paid any money. They lose money. Right. <laughs> they lose money. Right. That, that this is not this is not the this is not the career that you go into to get Full paid. It's, it's not the career that you go in to even be seen. So um, it, it's it's where you go in to be to be scandalized to be mocked, mm-hmm, 
to be ignored, to be mistreated, which is why you, which is why if you're not a believer, I don't even know how you do it. Um, and right. so for Michelle, I just really, I just, I know that you are for real. I know people who, who, who tweet about it, talk about it. <laughs> uh, they do things about it. You do the thing like you're in it. Um, yes. And with that being said, I would love for today when when you're no longer in those aspects, so that <laughs> you can you can have your roses on the beach. Sip a pina colada. I like you to be like one of those saints that live a real, real long time. That's that's what Amen. I have in my mind for you. So, um, but I but I do thank you, and I so appreciate you because I know that when you make those sacrifices, you do it for. Uh, for children, children like yours and children like mine. Yes. I know that you do that for our elders. Yeah. Um, and I know you don't, I know you do it not for the cause of fanfare. It's, it's you I've heard most say, um, you know, low ego, great impact. Mm-hmm. And I have seen you uh, make yourself very, very small to Absolutely. make small minded people feel comfortable. Absolutely. Um, and so I just, I just appreciate you, friend. I appreciate you. Now be, now be safe. <laughs> and retire and and retire soon in Jesus' name. <laughs> as a matter of fact, another practice that we do in the Black Church is um, we give people flowers sometimes in order to set them down. You know that, right? And <laughs> yes. Now go yes. sit down, baby. Go sit now down. Now go sit down. Go get, get her a plaque. Somebody give her a plaque. You did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did good, baby. You did good. Now go go and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> that is yes. good strategy. Good, yes. good strategy. Yes, yes. Wow. Michelle is about that life, y'all. She is in it. So people are like, oh, y'all, you're active. I'm like, uh, nah, there's levels to this. You're like, there's levels to this. I'd be like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Level. For sure. I ain't suffering to the point of shedding blood. All right. That would be Michelle. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like let's, let's get clear. No. Let's get clear no, on this. No, no. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> see, the, see the, the, tweet, the tweet ministry is not the same as getting arrested. That's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> on level. It, you know, it, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing, but it, but it ain't the same. So <laughs> it ain't Amen. the same. You know, so, uh, so yeah, y'all, thank y'all so much for taking a seat at the table. This episode, oh my gosh, We the Roses. This is, yeah, I hope this is a blessing um, to y'all. And of course, to our sisters at the table, we want to thank y'all for taking a seat with us at the table too. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about We the Roses. Use the hashtag Truth Table. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Truth Table or email us your thoughts at asktruthstable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review uh, the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Truth Table has a Patreon account now, so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truthstable. Or you can bless us at our PayPal, which is paypal.me slash truthstable. Truthstable is made possible in part by Pottery Studios. Visit Pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment. Our producer for the show is Joshua Heath. Our executive producer is Bo York. And we have been your hosts, Akemini, Michelle, and Christina. We'll see you soon on the next Truth Table. Bye, y'all.